1: What Chad accuses me of being a flip-flopper of a Gumby-like, flexible, opinion-changer. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I am. And I'm proud of it. It's Jason. Welcome to Drive Time with Russia. The name a snowplow bit is over. It's played out. It, there's not even snow out there. How are we naming a snowplow? I didn't think I'd start talking about this because, you know, who cares about the name of Plow? But I do wonder if the fact that we vote on something as insignificant as a snow plow, and the fact that the governor and lieutenant governor today announced the name sort of like gives credence to this idea that we should vote on everything. Dan pointed out to me that when you look at the governor's tweet where he announced the winners of this, you know, what what I used to argue was just a little bit of fun. We're just having some fun.
2: Rather benign.
1: Naming some plows, so what? No like, game. it's fine. Right. It was fun, and Chad would poop on it, and I'm like, Chad, don't be such a pooper. You're just, what's wrong with you? Have you met Chad? Yeah, you know. But, like, let's have some fun. Can't sure. the people have some fun? Absolutely. And uh, the governor, and by the governor, I mean whatever 26-year-old sends tweets on the governor's account, of course, says, whether it's a November election or a snowplow naming contest, you can count on Minnesotans to turn out. After thousands of submissions and tens of thousands of votes, we've got eight winners on the road. Is it time to retire the name of plow bet? And what clever name could you come up with to name a plow after me that would get me to change my opinion? Because certainly if you're going to name a snow plow 2025 after me, my opinion on this, again, will shift. 651-461-9226. <laughs> There were not that many votes. 32,500 votes. And everybody got... I think you got 10 votes, right? Is that right? Or did you get 8 votes? I don't know. But if you got 10 votes, that would be about 3,000, 3, people who voted. No, you must have gotten... Because Taylor Drift got 12,000 votes. So do we think everyone voted for Taylor Drift? Just about everybody who voted? So maybe, say 20,000 people. Oh, well, this says 32,000 people cast a vote. So I don't know what the total number. Because you were given more than one vote. Bear with me as I try to figure this out. Sure. This is breaking news. This just came out at 1230,
2: right? Okay.
1: So we're trying to. You know, our entire news team is working on this. Feverishly. So Taylor Drift gets the most vote, 32,000 votes.
2: It's not that many people. That's not that many. Because I, we're over it. Because it's stupid. It was, certainly wouldn't seem to want to generate a Minnesotan show up to vote tweet. No, I, I get no. what they're trying to do. I get it, too. It's like, because but, it's
1: just, it's harmless fun. Exactly. Here are the winners. Taylor Drift. Fine, fine. Sure. FYI, Washington County named one of their snowplows Taylor Drift like two weeks ago. Yeah. So fine.
2: I mean, she's famous enough. She can have to. She's still in. That's fine. for sure.
1: Then there's uh, also from the ripped from the headlines file, Mm. Barbie's dream plow, which is mildly sexual. Right? (laughs) You're like, I don't know.
2: Why are you going there? Well, it's it's in the name. Based on the dream house, and it's a snow plow, and it doesn't necessarily mm. have any connotation to it of that it sort of kind does. of nature.
1: It's right there. Ah, uh, Beyonce. Okay. You know, fine. I mean, and that's just like if you're going to vote for Taylor Swift, you better vote for Beyonce too, or you're racist.
2: Right. There were a few so responses fine. along that line that
1: right. why wasn't Blizzo
2: involved? So.
1: But blizz, there already was a blizz. I know, yes. I'm just saying, people I want a right. blizzo. But then you get like Clark Bliswold, Clark W. Bliswold.
2: I mean, how long ago did that movie come terrible,
1: out? Terrible, terrible. Dolly Plowton so it's like Parton. And sure. It doesn't even sound the same. No, like it's really. just terrible. This is like the reach. If you got a bunch of TV news writers in a room and said, "Come up with puns." For snowplows, and they would come up with this stuff, and they'd be high fiving each other like they just reinvented writing.
2: I mean, I know you it's don't work terrible. in that industry. I hate
1: puns. Yeah, but
2: you know that seems like an awful cheap shot at your former <laughs> workers. I don't know why you're
1: killing that. me, squalls. That's clever. That's cleverish. Yeah, but you know, is again, there, is there really a crime? fast and flurious Is terrible. That's atrocious. Yeah. Uh, and then there's uh, the native. Is it the Dakota word for snowplow? I presume.
2: I don't yes. know that it said anywhere. But it is the Dakota is okay. word.
1: It's Ypahtente. Okay. It That's fine. It's fine. That's fine. When did we start this? Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. MinDot said this is
2: round four. Yeah,
1: MinDot said that they have had fifty thousand plow name suggestions. The truth is like we don't need to we don't need to vote on everything when it comes to policy and we don't need we don't need to vote to name the stupid animal, the baby animal at the zoo that they're having us vote as some sort of way to harvest our information to get fundraising money for.
2: How are you cynical today?
1: Why do we have to vote on everything? Wow, are you cynical it's just today? just too much voting. Now, after a break, I'll tell you why direct democracy is the future of our state. <laughs> and I do think the people should be trusted to make decisions, Dan, instead of the politicians. Only with flags. <laughs>
2: Only with flags. Everything else that the politicians handle it, but the flags, we got to vote on.
1: Here are the texts of names that would change my view. On the snow plow contest. WCC Snow. Sure. The Good Blader. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. WCC Snow. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. Saving to Rush Hour. All right. The Derussia de Slusha. But the blade of the plow must be my picture from my billboard That's, with flames all around it. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's good. Ah. Uh, Blizwald over Dislusha any day, says a texter. Fair. I mean, I get it. I'm not saying I'm better. I'm just saying that if you want me to like this idea, you should name a plow after me. <laughs> a lot of love for Jason Dislusha. The original idea from my friend Stu was chasing. 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 Chasing Dislusha. Dislusha which I think, is probably the most clever name in the history of this country. It might be the most no-brainer name yeah. in the history. of Why? Why is the walls administration, MinDot? I mean, it seems like government
2: is lined up against me. It's a conspiracy. I'm not saying it's that. not quite the Travis Taylor conspiracy. It makes one, but it's w- a conspiracy. It
1: makes one wonder. <laughs> this texter says, "Vote for a plow truck." but not the state flag. So that is is my big picture, not trying to be like a Chad-style wet blanket on this, (laughs) but I do think when you have the governor and the lieutenant governor come out and say, well, here are the winners from the thing that you all voted on, it is, man, it is almost, I hate to say that you guys have a point because it's such a stupid point, but I understand why people say, well, if this is so important to vote on, why can't we vote on X, Y, Z? Now, why do people want to vote on the flag? Because they are also unserious people, just like right. this is an unserious competition. But this is literally not serious.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is literally not nice. serious. I mean, the, the Plow thing, because what the names will change next year, they do another thing. And it's, just, yes. it's a PR stunt more than anything. But what are we doing PR Here's- for? What is why? Why are we doing this? That's that's because the, winters are usually miserable, and we're it's trying just, to bring some small light of joy exactly. in the darkness of so winter. So that
1: when they started this, I think that was the yeah. idea, right? In twenty twenty, let's have a little fun. Yes, maybe it has the side effect of making people like I don't know. Do people have a bad opinion about MnDOT? I don't think so. Like people like oh, plow drivers. Oh
2: well, people like plow drivers. You like plows, but Mindot, no. Because if you're driving around and it's a winter storm and you don't see a plow within five minutes, then MnDOT's not doing their job. No, people don't like MnDOT during that that situation at all. Maybe I'm just cranky because there's no Uh, snow. You feel a little cranky. I
1: think it's fair to be cranky about that. I'm not sure.
2: (laughs) But let's go back for a second because I do want to draw a very hard line of distinction between the state flag, between the flag of the state of Minnesota, which is, you know— yeah. A representation of the state moving forward for a generation at least, you presumably, and a snowplow name that's gonna change next year. I think there's a very clear distinction between those two things. Yeah,
1: this is just nonsense. Like it's nonsense. Everyone knows it's nonsense. Right. It's just fun, we're but having a comparison fun. of the
2: juxtaposition of those two things to me is just absurd on its face.
1: It is absurd, and like we just need to stop with this. Yes. We need to stop with the name-a-plow thing. Unless they're going to do Chase and Deslusha. At which point, I will talk about the name-a-plow contest every day. thousand percent. 100%. I'll blog about it. Let's I'll put it. it in my newsletter. We'll do special podcasts. It'll be amazing. its is 3-19. We're going to break. When we come back, I want to talk about social media and parental safety controls. Do you use them? Uh, it's a big issue in Washington, D.C., and we'll explain why. I never use them. I never use them, and honestly, I didn't even know they were there. We'll talk about that coming up on CCL. Do you have any idea where the parental controls are on Instagram or Facebook? Did you even know you could put limits on your kids' use in the program? I uh, didn't. I didn't. Last week, actually, I was working through my uh, some of the settings in my Facebook and Instagram, and I saw this whole, like, meta you know, that's the parent company, this uh, meta-parental controls center. I was like, what? Like, I know there are ways you can kind of control your Wi-Fi. So, like, in our house, I used to shut the Wi-Fi off at 1030 to my kids' devices because I had that sort of set, right? Like, so I'm not an idiot with this stuff. But there's no way that I was using these new Facebook features Washington Post today writing about, you know, the fact that state after state is looking at different ways to ban or control or manage social media and teenagers here in Minnesota. Our attorney general is uh, part of a class action lawsuit that alleges that the social media companies are essentially uh, drug pushers and the drug is your, uh, You know, your kids are giving their attention and becoming addicted to social media. The drug is the algorithm. The drug is the swiping. The drug is likes and being tagged and notifications. Snapchat, TikTok, Google, Discord, all have rolled out parental controls. Last week, Meta introduced stricter message settings for teens. They have more than 30 tools or features, according to Facebook and Instagram. And they have another step where they let you turn off the ability to get a DM from anybody they don't follow or aren't connected to on Instagram, including other teens. So teens would only be able to be messaged. Bottom line, though. According to the Washington Post. Fewer than 10 percent of teens on Instagram have kind of clicked the setting that allow their parents to even manage it. If tech companies think that giving parents controls and giving parents the ability to launch a, you know, a kid account for their kid is going to get them out of the trouble they're in for engineering these products to get us all addicted to it i think they got another thing coming to them and the fact that instagram and facebook and snapchat and all these people have figured out how to make us want to use their apps and their websites and their features i mean don't you think the reason that almost no one is using these features is because they don't really the, the companies don't really want us to use them They like that teenagers are being addicted and are spending more time on it because then they hope there are adults that become addicted and spend more time on it and then there's more advertising and then there's more money. They don't want us to use these things. A former director of Meta, who works as a consultant now, said the dirty secret about parental controls is that the vast majority of parents don't use them. So unless the default is set to the super restrictive setting, which generally it's not, they don't do anything. As a parent, we say we want control. We want to watch it. But the truth is, we how, how can you expect us to navigate all of this stuff? And especially like if you have kids who already have accounts who are set up, you're it's too late. It's too late. I tell you, I do think that what we're going to do about social media and these social media companies and our young people is one of the more interesting dilemmas and problems of our time. There's a video on the WCCO radio Facebook page with some of the comments that we shared last week about Florida banning social media in younger teens. At least they're in discussions in the legislative process on that. And while in general, the idea of like lawmakers, regulating speech in that way. Uh, I I don't like it. I don't like it. But you look at the problem and say, I don't know what else is going to make a difference. Giving us more toggles and controls, and I, I just, I, I don't, I don't see it making a difference. Meta and Facebook and Snapchat can launch all the tools, all the controls, all this. Sp- We're not going to use it. We're not. And is that on us or is that on the technology company? I would say it's on the technology company. Because they can figure out how to make us use everything else. (laughs) They're real good at figuring out how to make us use their product. I think it's quite telling, quite telling that they haven't figured out how to get parents to use parental control. Had a nice tender moment. Chad Hartman. It's beautiful. Chad just heard that segment and was like, I got to come in here. Companies should do more. They should do more. They should do more. It's on them. It's on them. As a parent, you do not need to feel guilty. You didn't screw this up. They did. The parental control says one texture is about as useful as the PMRC warning sticker on record. Yeah. I remember, the, <laughs> which the kid tears off with the shrink wrap before he brings it home. It's exactly right. It's the same with video
2: games, with all of those things. I used to work in a record store when I was in college. and had a kid come in who was clearly younger than the age yeah. you're supposed to buy with a parental restriction, and I told him I couldn't sell him the record. Mm. Walked to the other end of the mall where there was a Target attached, bought it there, walked right back. Walked and right back. Shoved it in my <laughs> face. <laughs> in wow. Yeah. He did- <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, another texture says the other issue with the parental controls is that most teenagers don't put their correct ages down, mm. which is also true. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a big problem. It really is, and it's a difficult thing to figure out. How do we solve this without what ordinarily I would say would be government overreach? Uh, maybe we need a little overreach in this scenario. 331, we'll take a break. The Minnesota Twins made a big trade uh, late last night And it's freed up a little bit of money, freed up some optimism. Was this a good move? Was it not? What more do we expect from the Minnesota Twins going forward? Dan Hayes will join us to help make some sense out of it in just a minute here on CCO. At Twins Fest, we asked the front office, What's up? What's going on? Nothing's really been shaken for the Minnesota Twins as far as offseason activity. First major move came down late last night. Jorge Polanco goes to the Seattle Mariners, a second baseman. We have a lot of infielders. Uh, we get a couple of pitchers, a uh, top 100 prospect, get some money too, and that's. What intrigues Dan Hayes, who covers the twins for the athletic, and joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker hotline. Uh Dan, wh- if you were if you were wagering who would be the first traded away, was was Polanco on your short list?
3: Oh yeah. 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 Uh Polanco Polanco and Kyle Farmer. And and you're absolutely right about uh it's funny, this came right after twins fest where like the most notable things that, ha- that happened were there was this heckler during the Diamond Awards. Oh, wait, that was you. Uh, and then,
1: uh, <laughs> I did. And, I did make a Dan Hayes. There was a Dan Hayes cheap shot. You did get hit by like some un- unfair shrapnel from me. But I knew you it could was, handle uh, it. A lot of the other writers, very delicate flowers. So I didn't want to I didn't want to <laughs> risk
3: that. <laughs> yeah, like it, it was, it was awesome, and uh, you know, I mean, but Twins Fest was kind of tame. Yes. Like, you know, Byron Buxton was the big moment on Friday, coming out and say, he did his John Wick and said uh, he didn't say I'm thinking I'm back, but he's like, oh yeah, I'm back, and that was like the big moment because this has been a really boring off season, right? And and lo and behold, a day later, you know, they make this trade, which and absolutely, this is a trade we knew was going to happen probably since November, since October really since October Um, there was just Edward Julian is a budding star. Let's be honest. That's just, it's clear as day. He was awesome last year. He was a spark plug and he was on the field. And, and Jorge Polanco was not, you know, Julian took advantage of the fact that Polanco was hurt from most of the first half. And Brooks Lee is right behind him. And, you know, we got to see him at uh, twins uh, at uh, the diamond awards too. And, you know, I mean, talk about a guy who looks the part and sounds the part, you know, he's a coach's son. He's not very far from being ready. Um, So the twins have all these young guys coming and Jorge Polanco made enough money. Uh, There was going to be interest in him because he had this year on his contract, but also a very easy player option for next year. So you knew that they could probably get something for him. And look, I'm not going to pretend like this question, this, this trade is, A slam dunk, I I can't say that definitively the Twins are better off right this minute than they were yesterday before the trade because they still have some other spots that they need to solve, and losing Jorge Polanco was a big part, but it's a good start um, to do what they did. Polanco
1: was a reliable player. He was a versatile player. Um, but what are you going to do? We have, a we have a lot of infield talent and, and not a lot of payroll flexibility. So, yeah. So somebody had to go, right?
3: Yeah. And, and the one thing they're going to really have to replace is the consistent run producer. It's something that Jorge Polanco has been, uh, Jose Miranda showed flashes of it in 2022 mm-hmm. that he could be that guy. And I really like if he's healthy, I really like him at first base to, to potentially step in. But, um, You know, like with Polanco, this was just – it was inevitable at this point. And, I mean, the fact that his knee really hurt him at the end of 2022. He missed 37 games. He'd had a lot of help that he could play through over the last couple of years. And in 2022 and and then last year, he showed signs of slowing down. But they absolutely needed some other help in the rotation. They needed more in the bullpen. Um, What I like about this in particular is – Look, Anthony Descalfani has, has some questions himself. We're talking about a guy that had a flexor strain last year, only pitched about 98 innings or maybe it was 97 innings right there, um, and didn't finish the year healthy. So, you know, Derek Falvey mentioned that yesterday. He said that he is healthy and, and will be there to compete for the rotation. That's good because you have a sort of – you have Louis Varlin who's going to be in his first full year. Chris Paddock is coming off his second Tommy John. There's some questions in that group. They need depth, and, and that was good for them to get him. Uh, they got $8 million of his $12 million paid off. So you're taking a flyer on Descovani at $4 million. That's, that's worth the risk to me. Um, but I think Justin Topa, the reliever they got, is going to be a nice guy to fit in that seventh-inning role, seventh-eighth-inning role, to help out the Twins, um, give them some depth. He, he's a guy that came back and um, has, uh, you know, was a, was a really good pitcher last year. It's it, first year, even though he's a 32 year old where he really was effective. And, um, you know, I, I like, yeah. so you're taking chances, right? But, but I like the prospects they got too. So you, you got, you got stuff that helps you currently and you got stuff that helps you in the future. And now you have some money and that's what I'm writing about today is that they have some money to answer some of these other questions they have.
2: Dan. Yeah. Dan, the, uh, the bullpen piece, I agree. looks, looks really good. Um, Descofani. you know, like you said, there's some injury stuff there. If you're Louis Varland, how are you feeling today?
3: So oh, I, I look, the Twins uh, motivated. How about that? Okay, like, yeah, I, no, I, that's, I, I mean that's Louis legit. Varland motivated, and and I mean they need him to take steps forward. He he had a decent start at a starting pitcher at the start of last year, but he he ran into trouble in May and June. Um, he needs to get better. And they need for him to be, you know, a starter. Like, that's the question. That's why when we got to September, October, it was like, oh, man, look at what he is in the bullpen. He's electric. He could be a closer, you know. And, and the difference in what he was as a starter versus what he can be as a reliever at this point is, is pretty significant. The Twins need him to make some development gains. They're good at that. And, and by no means is Varlin done progressing. Um, so this is good. You know, look, Chris Paddock hasn't pitched as a starter in a couple, like since 2022. He's had two Tommy Johns. How many innings can you really rely on him for? Mm -hmm. Maybe 120, right? So are we going to need a sixth starter? I think there's a chance they're going to need more guys. And I I think that you would need that anyways. Look at last year. Tyler Malley, Kenzie Maeda were both, you know.
2: Do they start him in St. Paul as a. As a they start Louis in St. Paul as a starter, or do they have him as a long reliever that they can quickly insert if they need him? Up I, mean, the
3: club? I like the idea of Descalfani as a spot guy early on and, and and pitching long innings out of the bullpen. And in April, you know, you have a lot of days off. Well, what about in like May? I, I think you can feasibly have him helping you in one way or the other, building up and going slow himself, given what his own issues were. So I, I it just gives you flexibility and, the top the top 100 prospect is great I think he uh, Gabriel Gonzalez he's number 79 uh, in the 2024 rankings it's the fourth best Twins prospect right now um, you were able to get players for the future and currently and you know they have probably they need a the right-handed hitting outfielder still I think um, and and they have money to do that now and it's not going to be like the the slam dunk guys that are out there. They're not gonna get Cody Bellinger, right? We know that. Right. But maybe they go get an Adam Duvall. Maybe they bring back Michael Taylor. Um, you know, some kind of insurance for Byron Buxton if Byron Buxton isn't totally ready to go um and, and healthy. And and that's exactly why they won the division last year, was they had depth. Now they have a little room to maneuver. A little room to, get to breathe. Some more yeah. Depth.
1: Dan Hayes is with us from the athletics. So how do you how do you see the infield lining up? You're gonna have Eddie Julian at second. Uh, at first, base, you have,
3: you have Kirloff and you have Miranda, but both those guys are coming off surgery. So is Julian maybe going to play a little first base? is is Kyle Farmer going to play some first base. We'll, we'll see how Julian and Miranda do. Uh, it sounds like Miranda's swing mechanics are, are looking good. Carlos Correa was talking about that on Saturday that he's seen a lot of video. Um, and that Miranda has cleaned up some mechanics. Now that his shoulder is good. Yeah. Um, but then you obviously have Royce Lewis at third, and you have uh, Carlos Correa Carlos, at shortstop. Right. So, what it's, what? it's a
1: pretty set group. Is your so when you look at that scenario and you think, okay, the Twins got a little bit of money in this deal that gives them some flexibility. As you look forward, you know, I, I think the front office made it clear to us at Twins Fest that free agency has kind of gone so late that the Twins expect to be making moves and doing things, maybe even up till opening
3: day? Yeah, I mean, I I would definitely think you'd want somebody, as far as a later acquisition like that, that was in another camp somewhere and has been practicing. I think you maybe think more trade towards the stuff that goes towards opening day. I think you want to sign guys by the end of February at the latest. Uh, Last year they got Donovan Solano on February 23rd. That was a great sign. Nobody saw it coming. $2 million signings don't normally work out like that, but I think there's a chance for some um, undervalued assets the longer it goes into spring training and and free agency. So we'll see. Like if I was going to say priorities, I mean, if they could get another great starting pitcher, do it. You know, if you could somehow land Corbin Burns, uh, do it. And I think they could find some money if they were able to run into a Corbin Burns type or a Dylan Cease type. But obviously – you have to have a willing partner. The great part about that trade yesterday is, now you have a lead prospect um, that you can yeah. throw in there. You you're going to keep Walker Jenkins. You're going to keep Brooks Lee. There's no question, but between Emmanuel Rodriguez and Gabby Gonzalez, would they have a problem maybe trading one of those guys as the lead prospect in the pitcher trade? Who knows? And who knows if that's enough to get the ball rolling to get but something? I think, shake it loose. Yeah. 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 So it's interesting. This this finally happened we're waiting for the thaw to happen and now the offseason sort of begins
1: spring training uh not too far off for the minnesota twins we'll be down in uh fort myers uh, starting on the 19th of february so that's right around the corner
3: dan yep we'll have to pick out a new walk-up song for me this year
1: we'll work on that we appreciate it thanks dan all right guys thanks 3.48 3.48 back in a minute here on CCO. I would accept the gold medal, but I wouldn't really feel like a gold medalist. This is such a weird scenario. Have you been following the story of the Russian Olympic figure skater who's been disqualified for doping? Uh, this from the 2022 Winter Games in Beijing. So Camila uh, Valieva is disqualified. And so the Russians, which won the gold medal, they're out. Well, at least Valieva's score is out. And so they dropped them to bronze. They ended. They did end up dropping them yeah. to bronze, right? Yeah. So she gets the. They get the bronze. And USA, USA, USA gets the gold. And so for two years, you've had a silver. Yeah. You stood on the podium in Beijing and took the silver. And you thought she was a cheater. You heard. You're like, she's a cheater. And then you're like, I don't want to sound like Trump. But she cheated. It was rigged against us. She cheated, cheated, cheated. And now they said, well, yeah, actually, she did cheat.
2: So here's your gold medal.
1: Here's your gold medal. Do you have to give the silver back? (laughs) I think you should get to keep both. I mean, you had two years with the silver. I think you have to get the silver back. I think so. It would feel weird, wouldn't it? You wouldn't feel like. I mean, that's the true injustice. Like, not only did she steal exactly. it. Well, well, maybe she would have been awesome if she didn't do We'll never know. We'll never that's, know. That's the we'll never dirty know. part of it. And as the U.S. team, you never know, would I have won if she were clean? I don't know, man. I wouldn't feel like a gold medal winner. No. I'd take it. Oh, well, yeah. I mean. <laughs> I'm not throwing out the gold medal and saying, like, I'm too good for it. Hell no. Baseball is in full swing.
2: NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand.